So hi everybody, welcome to our next episode of our Mature Medic Spotlight. So today we have with us a first year medical student at the University of Bristol and we have Akshata with us. Hi, good evening. Hi. hi. Thank you so much for giving your time today to share your stories of medicine. Um, so we'll get straight stuck in if you tell us um, what your journey has been like up until now. Okay, um, so I... I guess my journey started when I left school. I hadn't really applied to university anywhere. My grades were okay. They weren't that great. I needed to reset, reset one or two subjects. Um, um, so I took two, three years out um, in which, so at first I really didn't know what I was doing because all my friends were going off at uni and I didn't even, I hadn't even applied. So I had no idea what I was doing, but I decided I wanted to do medicine like right before results day. Um, which was kind of scary because I didn't get the grades but so through the first year I really spent I worked hard to work on my application I tried to um, so I studied to get my grades up and stuff and I also started working so I worked in a hospital for um, two years through which I worked as a secretary um, so I was lucky enough that I got an offer um, in the first year which I then had to defer um, so for me I couldn't come to med um, I couldn't study medicine until I was 21 because of my visa status it's kind of a long story because of the way we came to the UK we had to be here a specific amount of time before I could get student finance or else I would have to pay a ridiculous amount um the international fees which we couldn't afford so I always knew that I wouldn't be able to go to university until I was a bit older um but yeah medicine made it a little bit harder too but yeah so I took some time out um through which I worked and then I affected my application and then Two years later, here I am. Sounds very short, but it felt very long while I was in it because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I can imagine, especially if everyone at school was applying and starting to go to university. Yeah. So was it always medicine that you had in mind, even though you knew it might be a little while until you were able to, to go I, to university? I had medicine in mind, but I think I always put myself off it. I had this like delusion that if I did choose another subject, like biochemistry, so with international student fees for medicine, they're like double what all the other courses. I think they're just like 30 grand, which I knew we could never afford, but I kind of tricked myself into thinking like, oh, if I did like biochemistry or something, I'd be able to do it. So I was under the impression that I would just be able to go and study that, which is why I don't think I ever let myself accept that I wanted medicine. But I think when I got to year 13 and then when I got to my gap year, I just, I got the reaction I wouldn't be happy doing anything else. And looking back at it now, it was definitely correct. I don't think I would be enjoying an course as much as I am medicine. Yeah. And did you know anyone at the time that was applying to medicine when you were in year 13? Um, when I was at year 13, there were a couple of people from my school applied. Um, but then the second, so when I, when it came to my application, I didn't know a single person. I managed to actually, um, so I don't know if you know the student room. Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar. <laughs> I managed to find some other people, usually the student room is in the best place, but I did find some other mm -hmm. people who were um, other mature medics or like other people in my same position, which was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, no one in person. Yeah, it's really a really tough application to go through by yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the teachers were just like, just do biomedicine. I don't think they realised I didn't really have 70 grand to spare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, a huge consideration. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so when you were going through the application during, so it would have been during your first year out. Yes. Do you use the student room? Were there any other resources that you use when you were looking to apply? Um, yes, I've actually made a list. Um, I 
Um, so the, I always go to YouTube whenever anything, yeah. like for any advice. Um, so there are a couple of YouTubers who've made really good videos. And what I actually tried to do was like, I tried to be really systematic about it. Um, so I made like a list of all the unis that I was considering and then their requirements. And then I watched like other people's experiences into getting into medicine. Sometimes it can be a bit daunting because they just go on and about how amazing their stats are, which is really great, but also really terrifying when you're looking at it without having those stats. Um, but I tried to just um, use the YouTube videos to see what it was like first. And then there was um, there were quite a few medic websites. My, um, I think some of my favorites were um, Medic Mind and then the UCAT website. There's quite a few, but there's also a list online about what each medical school requires. So I use that quite a lot. And I tried to just narrow down each of them. And then I also used online up um, lots of online websites for like UCAT prep. Um, I was I did try and go through a personal tutoring service, but it was a ridiculous amount. It was like seventy pounds, so I couldn't afford that. Um, and yeah, it was just mainly YouTube. I also found um, I found a lot of um, medics on Instagrams, mm-hmm. and I just tried to message them, DM them, and I asked for their advice, and that was really useful. Yeah, definitely. If that's okay with you, we'll um, link some of those lists that you found helpful below and then people can find them as well. That would be fantastic. Um, Yes. So when you were narrowing down your list of universities, what sort of things were you looking for? Um, To be honest, I was kind of a bit naive. Not naive, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I wouldn't be able to go till I was 21. So I knew I had time to reapply if something went wrong. So I kind of just went for the universities I like the city of. Mm -hmm. So I applied to Kings because I love London, mm-hmm. um, not Nottingham, um, Sheffield and Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also looked at the type of course. Um, so clinical exposure was really important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, mostly the city because I, I really love like big cities. I love being able to travel and explore. So that was important. And also, um, I guess this is kind of niche, but the size of the university was kind of important for me too. Like I really wanted to go to a big university where there was a big student community. Um, And medicine wise, um, so like clinical contact, but also, um, again, I went to the student room, which again, isn't always the best, but I wanted to see like people's experiences as going to that uni and what they had to say. On the student room, there's actually like a pros and, a massive like pros and cons database for each university. I think I studied that quite intensively. Because I feel like students' accounts are the best thing to trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think there's obviously pl- uh, like positives to student room. I think yeah. I just um, I drove myself a bit mad when I was applying, just checking yeah. to see if anyone had heard from their application. Yeah, I know most people kind of usually check like which they're most likely to get into. If I was mm-hmm. if I was having to reply, I would definitely do that. But I think because I had time on my hand I just like I might as well apply where I want to go to mm-hmm. yeah definitely so just so um I can make sure I understand was it to do with your age turning 21 that you had to wait to or was it a kind of a, a time amount that had passed like how how was that working so I needed to be in the UK for 10 years and mm-hmm. I moved to the UK when I was 10 slash 11 Okay. So, okay. 11. so it was kind of that but I would it wouldn't have been until I was 21 that we would have been here 10 years yeah yeah okay so kind of known that that time was, was yeah. coming up and then then you were eligible for kind of all the student finance funding yeah and, system. Yeah. yeah definitely makes a, a huge difference yeah definitely I don't think I could do medicine without um because it wasn't just student finance it was also I'd have to pay international fees mm-hmm. which I haven't afford yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so during this time out then, so you got an offer, which is fantastic, um, mm -hmm. and you were able to defer a year. So how was that year in between when you were leading up to starting medicine, but were, were working in hospital? Um, well, so it was interesting. So I had my interview in the February. So this was February 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and March 2020, as we know, was... Um, yeah. COVID. So I remember like that was my some of my first few months at the hospital and they always made a joke that I brought COVID in because like I remember the first day I came in it was like COVID was announced mm -hmm. and then um, yeah so the minute I started training at the hospital it was a massive COVID rush so I worked at Milton Keynes Hospital mm -hmm. and there was um, so they had a testing centre and they just were constantly busy um, so to be honest work even though I only worked I worked part-time but it took up quite I think work took up a lot of it um, and then I couldn't really see anyone or do anything mm -hmm. so I kind of just stayed at home and to be honest it was a bit boring and it was a bit stressful watching all my friends move on and get ahead at university whereas I was kind of just sat there mm -hmm. and even though I did have my offer I wasn't really sure whether the whole the 10 year period thing and the student finance would work out and if I didn't get student finance I wouldn't really be able to go so it was kind of that anxiety of not being able to go was still there mm -hmm. but I just um I tried to get through it really I tried to like read and excite myself for medicine and I tried to not think about the negatives I definitely struggled a little bit because it was just a lot of anxiety about whether I'd be able to go or not it really wasn't in my control at all mm -hmm. to be honest it was, the application process was almost easier for me because at least that was in my control like I could try harder or something but mm -hmm. it was a bit daunting but yeah I tried to get stuff in work I spent a lot of time researching like um, medic careers reading a lot of medic books which I really enjoyed mm -hmm. and I think that's something I would definitely recommend if you're like someone who's waiting to get into the medical school process I don't know it just makes you feel part of the community even if you're not already yeah it sounds like there was a lot of uncertainty during that year yeah. in so many aspects of your life yeah especially COVID didn't help mm -hmm. so how close to the September of would it have been 21 did you find out that you know the student finance was fine everything was in place literally August wow okay yeah okay so um it, it looked better and better um mm -hmm. as from June came it was more promising but it was like August when I got the student financial student finance confirmation late letter mm -hmm. I was like okay I can go this year because also you can't defer your entry twice so if that hadn't come I would have to reapply mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they would have made some like um I don't know if they would have given me another chance to defer mm -hmm. so it was really stressful because I could not go through that application process again yeah yeah especially as you've had a year of thinking you know yeah I've done it I've got my place I've done the interview yes. yeah so it probably was quite a quick turnaround from suddenly finding out that you're definitely going to be a med student in September and then you're yeah. in a, you know yeah. you're starting and yeah I remember I literally handed in my um resignation letter so late and they were all surprised because I didn't tell anyone because I was so scared that I to backtrack yeah okay okay um so this the job you had do you feel like it was a good experience leading up to medicine oh definitely I mean I remember when I first started it I was really terrified um and I was kind of feeling like I was a bit stuck like I was falling behind but the more I get ahead into medical school I realized that I would not be able to do everything I can today or do as not that I'm doing great but I'm doing much better than I would have without the job because so with the job I worked as a secretary so as a secretary you can see all like the 
you can see the backside of the hospital that you don't, I don't even think you'd see as a doctor. I think you just don't see it unless you work that job. I have a really good understanding of how a hospital works. Mm-hmm. I remember before I started, I was terrified to speak to consultants or mm-hmm. any medics. I thought, oh, they're so like great. Why, what would I do speaking to them? But now um, I can just like con- converse with them because I work with them. Um, I know what sort of people are like in a hospital. I know, I know you can read up about how the NHS works, but you don't really know until you get there. Mm-hmm. And also, it's kind of random, but since I've worked in the microbiology department, I just have really random facts now stored in my brain. Mm-hmm. I'll be really cool when we do the microbiology module, I think, because yeah. I was so exposed because I just kept doing paperwork and you get exposed to like all these um, bacteria and stuff and you learn which antibiotics are what for, which, which mm-hmm. was really useful. But yeah, just generally, I think it really helped me grow as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that, like, I think I forgot that being part of healthcare isn't just being a doctor, it's being part of a greater community. Mm-hmm. And it taught me how to be part of that community before I became a medic. Yeah, I think that's so important. You're going to meet so many different people, yeah. placement, during your career, and just having an idea of where they fit into the system and being able yeah. to just, yeah, like you said, Simple things like just chat and talk to people is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm so grateful I went through that experience. I mean, I remember like this time last year feeling like, oh no, this is absolutely hell. I can't do this anymore. But I think I knew that it was helping me. Like I remember when things would go wrong. Um, so obviously the mistakes I would make there, they weren't as um crucial as I would make, I guess crucial is the word, as I would make as a doctor. But I remember like panicking and I learn how to deal with mistakes mm-hmm. like I learned how to go in the next day and think sorry I think I did this wrong mm-hmm. which I think is really important because now I'm quite confident doing that mm-hmm. uh, I think that's prepared me quite a lot because even though they were they were on a different magnitude I think that was probably the most important skill I learned absolutely and that's not an like don't underestimate that that is not an easy thing to do you yeah. know if you make a mistake sometimes you feel like oh no I think yeah. wrong. you want to kind of hide from it but being able to just be like that that went wrong you know yeah, yeah. I mean I remember this time last year I actually got a snapchat memory I was panicking over some mistake I made and then I now I remember how to actually deal with it so I think that would be really useful once I actually like, start working as a doctor yeah and, and like all the way through like all yeah the placement. yeah so how are you finding the course well I'm love I'm really loving the course it was mm-hmm. I think I both underestimated and overestimated how hard it was going to be mm-hmm. um, so when I first got in it was very much A-level content mm-hmm. and the A-level content kind of just comes I know a lot of people are worried or I was definitely worried about whether I'd be able to get back into it but it kind of just came flooding back to me so I think I got a bit overconfident with it um, and first term I wasn't really good with making notes or like keeping up with the work but this term I definitely managed to get a better grip of it um, but I enjoy all the content we're learning and even though first term was a little bit difficult, I really love all the sessions we're doing. And it kind of just feels great that I am able to be a doctor now. Like, even though we're just very much doing the basic stuff, it's just really, I don't know, really nice to feel like you're finally like, achieving what you've wanted to for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've got, because you get a little bit of early clinical exposure, you know, yeah. with GP and secondary placements. How have you, have you found those experiences? Um, so we had GPs and to be honest, like, I'm so glad I did that hospital work experience because every time I've been to hospital, I've just felt con- really confident. Like I was, I don't think I would have been able to do it if I was straight out of A-levels, like 
I don't know, I just wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't know how to conduct myself in a hospital. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's kind of like second nature to me because I did it every day for two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true with like any job, like Mm -hmm. even if you're in a hospital, whatever job you work, you'll just learn how to, I don't know, do um, conduct yourself in a work environment because that's really important for medicine. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And how are you finding the wider city? So how is Bristol as a city for you? Oh, I love Bristol as a city. Um, So for two years, I was literally stuck at home. I wasn't really traveling anywhere. And I really love traveling. I love like exploring new places. And Bristol's perfect for that. Bristol's got so many cafes and independent stores. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying, me and my friends, we're trying to like map out different areas in Bristol and Mm -hmm. get through them. We've got plenty of time, but there's so much. It's just very expensive. Yeah 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 it's uh it is expensive but like you said so many independent stores and yes. I, I feel like the different areas have really different feels to them they really do like every time you go across an area you enter a new enter a new world mm-hmm. um and so outside of the course are there any societies you've joined at all or what do you like to do outside of the course and um, so I when I first started I joined about a million societies and then now i it's completely different from what I actually go to. So mm-hmm. now I'm actually part of the Bollywood Dance Society, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. I can sort of reconnect with my culture. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just um, went to the language cafe this, uh, this morning, mm-hmm. which is like a language society thing in Bristol, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can just go and practice your language skills. And I also, um, so there's a few more societies that I try um, want to try and get involved in. Um, so there's also like the some of the medic society, so the scrub society that I really like. Not that I want to do surgery, but it's kind of cool to explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also the debating society, which I go to sometimes. Mm-hmm. I did try the running society, but they were just a little bit too fast for me, so I do that more independently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's part of the like excitement is so you sign up to everything and you get all these yeah. mailing lists in, and then you're like, okay, actually, what what do I have time for? Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's quite fun trying out everything because you don't really get that opportunity in school and especially not if you're like taking time out. So I think mm-hmm. I got a little bit overexcited at the start. Yeah, I think that's that's all part of all part of the, the experience. Yeah. And I think hopefully this year has been a bit more kind of like it would have been normally. I think last yeah. year with COVID, it was very different. Yeah, I mean, I've heard from some second year medics. It just sounds... Um, it sounds so intense with them just mm-hmm. being out in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So has your experience been that, has there been much stuff online or have you been generally face-to-face? I'd say about half of our stuff is mm-hmm. online. So all the lectures are online, but all the tutorials, everything we need to be face-to-face for, we're there. Um, quite nice. I was a bit apprehensive about online lectures, but to be honest, I prefer them because you can mm-hmm. kind of through them at your own pace mm-hmm. and you don't have to climb up the hill so yeah. I'm always grateful for that um, but yeah I think they've got quite a good mix of online and in-person content mm-hmm. and has it been quite easy to meet lots of different people um yeah so with Bristol we have like tutorial groups mm-hmm. which um which makes it so easy to meet like medic people but also um like all the societies have had like their events and stuff on there's a lot of angles and stuff going on which is through where I met most of my friends I think Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's quite easy I I can imagine it would be a lot more difficult if it was was online yeah but yeah I think our year's gotten a bit lucky Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think uh like hosting some socials on zoom for like you've never met anyone before and 
trying to introduce people on a sea of yeah. screens is yeah it's challenging exactly in person mm-hmm. um so you mentioned kind of scrub society for interest and you've obviously got your uh background in microbiology are they specialities you're thinking of or is there anything you've got your eye on that you're excited to try out well funny enough before i came to university i had a massive chat with the microbiology consultant and i think mm. when I came into university very much dead set on microbiology because i absolutely loved working in it i don't mm. think it's a well-known specialty but um i just love how you can kind of interact with all sides of the hospital Mm-hmm. but also like you can stay connected with the science side but also doing some of the scrub society stuff I actually do really like surgery too mm-hmm. um, the one thing we're doing cardio cardiology right now and I don't think that's for me yeah yeah I think sometimes it's as much ruling out specialties yeah. as it is deciding which ones you like you're like not this one maybe this one oh yeah. not this one yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Mm. perfect so you've had quite a range of different experiences kind of in work and through applying and deferring. If you had a a top tip for anyone um, who's maybe had to wait to apply or maybe wasn't sure, um, what do you feel like your main, like your takeaway top tip from your experience has been? I don't know how to articulate this well, but Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to like fail or be bad at things. Like, I remember when I applied, my teacher was like, oh, you probably won't get in there. Don't bother applying. For some universities, they were right, but I didn't lose anything by not getting in. Mm-hmm. And like, even when I like try out societies, if I'm bad at them, you really don't lose anything. And I know like when you're applying to medicine, there's very much that fear of like, why bother applying if I'm not going to be good? I'm, I don't think, because I think if you like medicine enough, you're going to be good enough for it because it's your passion that pushes you to get into it and if you want to just give it a go because you're really not going to lose anything by being bad at it or I don't know failing because I think in school we have this like huge um push to just constantly being perfect and getting in and I think once I got into my gap year that was kind of like that bubble burst a little bit because obviously I didn't go to uni as I was expected to um so yeah I just think don't be afraid to fail and if you want it just go for it but the worst that could happen is you won't get in and it's really not the end of the world like at first you're sad when you see a rejection but it really doesn't matter a day or two later mm-hmm. yeah I think that's fantastic advice just well for in general but yeah. going through medicine you know I'm just starting my clinical time and there's you know so many new skills new yeah. exams just new things all the time and the only way to get better at them is to just be just it yeah to be bad and to try and you know you might miss a step and you know as long as you're working within your safety limits and you know you're not putting anyone in in harm's way it's fine to do an exam that at first you miss stuff and yeah you just have to keep trying and it's it's hard to put yourself out there you do feel a bit a bit rubbish but that's fine you're learning like when my um, when I used to work at the hospital like that's what they'd always tell me like these are like this is what you're going to learn from like you're not going to learn from something that you were automatically good um good at and I think that's true for medical applications as well because if you get into a university you don't get any feedback but mm-hmm. if you don't like you get some feedback and it's actually a lot more useful mm-hmm. so not that getting rejected is best for but also um it's not always all bad yeah I suppose you can learn you can learn from it yeah and then come back kind of yes better and improved in that area yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fantastic advice. Um, so we'll pop your um, your details below and all those those resources that you use would be fantastic to share yeah. um, and help people that are maybe in a, a similar position um, yes. to medicine. Um, it's been so helpful hearing your story and uh, yeah, good luck with the rest of first year. Thank you. Thank you so much for speaking to me. No worries. All right.